Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts globally in the world, and it's all because of my truly incredible guests. They join me every Monday and every Friday, and I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game, and they show up here willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. Now, these are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with us the essence of peak performance. And my guest today, Brad Williams, knew he wanted to eventually start and operate his own business that would help others achieve their wellness goals. Look, we're in the new year. We're all talking about fitness, wellness, feeling better, losing weight, and just generally taking care of our our health. So after exploding many options, he decided to get his personal trainer certification from ISSA and opened up his own private training studio in Huntington Beach, California. Have you all ever been there? It's gorgeous. So over the last decade, Brad has owned and operated three gym locations in Orange County and oversaw 40, more than 40, independent personal trainers, each with their own unique training styles. And he built a loyal following and sought-after client trainer community culture with each of his gym locations. And I want to know more about that. So, But post-COVID, and we're still talking about post-COVID, Brad had to focus more on online training, so he started his first fitness podcast called Over 40 Fitness Hacks, and his goal for that show revolves around his passion for helping the over 40 crowd fight the aging process while still having a social life. So join us as he shares many experiences, and I'm going to let him tell you about that. We've been struggling to get him online. Let's see if he's he's actually here. Brad, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you right now. I'm on my phone. I called in. Hi. Well, you know, I was beginning to really panic. It's like, okay, something's not working. I logged out, you logged out, and finally just said, call me. So here we are, and thank you for your <laughs> patience. Yeah, thank you so much, Denise, for having me on the show. Oh, it's exciting. Listen, it is the new year. I need... I need some WD-40 on my chair. I just heard that. Um, (laughs) It is the new year. We're all, I mean, this is obviously the time people, you know, they go to gyms and and they drop out of gyms. But this is the time of year, for some reason, we all take a good look at ourselves and say, you know what? I put on some weight or I put on a lot of weight or I'm losing muscle. I just feel crappy. Let's, Let's face it. After the holidays, we all kind of feel bleh. We ate too much, we partied too much, we drank too much. And, you know, that culminates a year of probably not taking good care of ourselves to start with. So I'm glad to have you here because, you know, honestly, and I'm not a gym person, I'm an introvert. I don't want to be around people. More than two people is too people-y for me, so gym is not (laughs) for me. That's okay. (laughs) But, but you know, I know that you've got a lot of, reasons why you started, you know, doing what you do and how you can help our our um, audience. So, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh where would you like to start? 
Well, I wanted to start, honestly, in you know, Orange County. Yeah, when you're talking about Huntington Beach, I just went, oh, I haven't been there in so long, but it's so gorgeous. But you you started your journey, I guess, with an accident, and you had back surgeries and all kinds of things going on. So let's let's start there. Yeah, um, so my back surgeries actually, you know, I started my, my first gym about uh, 13 years ago and just been an up-and-down roller coaster ride, you know, dealing with doing business in California. But, you know, I always say you can't learn this in school. You know, you got to jump in somewhere. But uh, my back surgeries uh, actually didn't start till about four and a half years ago. So it was kind of a little bit towards the midpoint of my career. Um, but just to give you a, kind of a quick uh, brief intro to myself, um, you know, born and raised here in Central California, moved down to Orange County uh, for school. I uh, was a business major, always had a passion for entrepreneurship, always knew I wanted to do something. Um, and uh, just from growing up, my dad was a medical doctor, and mom was a nurse, so I always had that kind of background and into sports. So after several different jobs after college, I kind of just, you know, I, I really like personal training. I got my certification. Uh, let's go for it. And my brother helped me open my first gym. And, uh, you know, just over the course of the next uh, eight years, I got some investors. They helped me kind of uh, expand the gyms. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's been a rough ride dealing with, you know, the brick and mortar, high expenses, you know, doing business in California, but eventually found my niche with, you know, training the over 40 crowd. I was doing semi-private training, you know, not big groups, but I, was, I could still train a few people at the same time to keep the cost down. And uh, within that journey, um, I ended up kind of consolidating all those gyms down to one gym. Um, in that, uh, going back to the, the lower back reference, you know, um, where, where my true passion came out of, you know, helping, helping the over 40 crowd and especially with uh, people with injuries, you know, besides, you know, training and using perfect form and everything, I've, you know, I've never hurt myself in the gym per se training. But, uh, you know, accidents happen. And, uh, you know, being a gym owner, you're the, you're the trainer, you're the a bookkeeper, you're the, you know, the, the cleaner. And also, you know, if you need to move some equipment, you have to do that yourself too. And uh, moving some real heavy equipment with some friends uh, took a little trip while we were, we were uh, loading up the truck and uh, fell. And I caught myself, which I'm proud of myself with my awesome balance. But uh, that one time, holding my weight with a 40-pound rack in my hand, I blew out my disc. So thus started the lower back uh, story. <laughs> and um, I love what you, and I didn't realize it was later on, but, you know, things happen. I mean, what do they say, workplace injuries? Are, you know, you're like, really? That just happened to me? I'm the boss. But it happens, doesn't it? Yeah, and and that's the thing is like you know I pride myself on my balance and you know I'm functionally fit and but just you know things happen and you just you just got to accept it and you know that was a real humbling experience. You know what happened is when I lunged out and caught caught myself and held the weight of the rock, I should have let it go. Um, I don't know why it was just instinct, and uh, immediately blew out my disc and. Uh, you know, within the next six months, tried rehabbing that best I could. But at that time, when you have a, it was a herniated disc, so the disc actually popped. So the, the fluid inside, I can't remember what it's called, but I just call it the gel, 
was uh, slowly leaking out over the next six months, and that's when you first start feeling your sciatica. And I don't know if any of your listeners, the ones that have had this, they'll know. I mean, you have to experience to really know what I'm talking about. But it is off off the charts painful. Um, that happened and, to uh, my mom, and she was in misery for oh. basically the rest of her life. It didn't oh, matter what they her. did. You know, they fused her. They, you know, gave her injections for pain. But, she, you know, she was older, and she was very tiny, a little bit. She was actually anorexic, and there wasn't anything that could be done. I mean, she was just, she was in pain. So I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, you know, for me, you know, it's a, they've gotten a little bit more uh, progression on helping people with that, but it's still not the best. And, uh, you know, I had, I tried the route of doing uh, physical therapy, and, you know, I, I was blessed with having that inside my gym already. And just did all the right stuff, and it just wasn't wasn't helping. It was actually getting worse. And uh, finally opted into surgery, and I woke up, and it was the best day of my life. I couldn't believe it. All that pain was gone. And then fast forward another year and a half, I thought I was good, did all the right things, slowly worked with a physical therapist, and went back into, you know, doing my life. And slowly but surely, it was leaking out again. For some people that your body should heal and scar over that spot. And some people it doesn't, we don't know why, but uh, I went right through the same process again. So, you know, humbled it twice now and uh, fast forward and, you know, did another surgery. And that time they said they had to do a little extra work and drill into some of your bone a little bit. And, you know, they start pissing off your nerves and now it's <laughs> a little bit of nerve, a little bit of nerve damage. Now your, your disc is now even flatter than before. Uh, still didn't have a fusion like your mom did, but, you know, I had to now do it even slower this time. And now it's been a year and a half since then, and I think I'm about 95%, and, you know, I'm happy with the results now. But, oh, you know, boy. all this happened during during COVID, and my, my gym's falling apart, you know, consolidating, consolidating down to one. And then uh, COVID was kind of the icing on the cake for, you know, our industry. We got hit pretty bad. But through that, you know, healed and started the online stuff and then my podcast, and that started flourishing. And on top of that, my wife's business was did really well in the jewelry industry. So we came out on top, and, you know, like I said, you just you just got to move sometimes laterally and, and keep the faith and, and uh, you know, I'm better for it since. Well, and you mentioned earlier that, and I'm glad you're feeling better, um, you mentioned earlier that these are not things you learn in school. When you're a business person or a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, a lot of it's just plain old-fashioned street smarts. You learn as you go and you get knocked down. Absolutely. And that's, you know, taking some marketing classes and business classes in school, I mean, it does help prep you. But, you know, things change like every six months. So that doesn't really go back to the schools because they're not in, you know, in the world actively. So, no, and you, ha- you have to have wherever you are. Right, right. And you have to have those basics. I mean, listen, those of us who have our own businesses, build our own businesses, pray over them every day, like, let's keep this going. But <laughs> we are constantly educating ourselves. I mean, we don't just go, okay, well, I've got my degree. I've got this. I've got it. Yeah, it's It's all good. We are constantly learning. We're enrolling in classes. We're taking courses, we're talking with mentors or coaches, we're talking with people who are in our own industry going, 
how are you doing this? I mean, can you give me any advice or, you know, kind of points that I can go look at? We're, we're curious. We have to be very, very curious. But more importantly than that, we have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take action now. And it sounds like that's what you're very good at, taking action. And then, you know, staying on top of the newest trends and, you know, the the gyms and personal trainers that were faster to get the new certifications and the new styles. And just like you said, always educating yourself with the newer stuff. It just put, puts you that much more ahead of the, the industry and the industry moves fast. So that's, that's what I've always had to do. And, I, and actually, I pride myself on, uh, you know, making those quick lateral movements. I had no problem making a decision that completely 180 the way I did my business. And at one point, you know, I stopped going after clients um, because that's every gym out there and yoga and Pilates studio was all fighting for the same bucket. I started actually going after the personal trainers because I saw that, you know, a lot of them would want to go independent. And, the, and there was only a couple options of private gyms that would rent space to them and they would charge so much. So I just came up with, you know, smaller amounts. If you only have five clients, I'll charge you this. If you have 10, I'll charge you this. And then the max, I ended up with about 60 personal trainers uh, throughout all three of my gyms. So that was that was a move that I did real quick and no one else was doing it. I wonder why. I mean, did you look around at everybody else? And you Obviously, you, you figured out what they were doing and you said, okay, they're missing something here. And clearly they were. But did you ever figure out why they didn't see the same things that you were seeing? That, you know, honestly, if you don't have trainers, you don't have a gym. Yeah. Well, I think the one of the biggest things is, you know, a lot of the other gym owners, you know, they want to be in charge. It's their deal. So, therefore, they had to have employees. And they had more of, like, classes with set time. So, if you're going to uh, get someone, a trainer, to do that, you're, you know, that's an employee relationship, not an independent relationship. So, they had to keep it that way. Where mine was, I was okay of letting – my gym loose, giving people keys. I had their insurance, so they would come and go as they please, and I was real careful on not telling them what to do besides, you know, the general gym rules. Um, therefore, I could keep them as independent contractors. And, you know, I'd have them sign stuff and all that, but, it you know, it would hold up. And thus I created, like, kind of a the wild, wild west of people coming in and out of my gyms, and, you know, you just put a little bit more of your money on security cameras and that kind of stuff. But it, it worked and had the, the greatest vibe in the gym, and everyone was happy. It was, it was awesome. Well, and while you're talking, I keep thinking about hair salons. I mean, those are not employees for the most part. They're renting those chairs. So it seems like that's kind of what you were doing with your gym. It's like you come in, yeah, and you, no, that, you bring your clients, exactly. and I take a portion of it, and, you know, you pay for rent, and, you know, it's, it sounds very much like a salon type of thing. Yeah, no, they run their, their, their salons exactly the same way. Um, and like I said, other gyms, Pilates studios and yoga studios, they're more of set times. You have to be there and train our clients. So they kind of had to go the more employee route. But, yeah, we're, we're set up just like – I set it up just like barber shops and hair salons. So um, same thing. And then fast forward a little bit. I don't know if you remember uh, about four years ago or three years ago, that uh, AB5 law came into play in California. Do you, do you remember that one? No. I was born and raised in California. I've been here in southwest Louisiana largely most of my life. My mother said I was born a southerner. I was just born in the wrong part of the country, but I corrected that. Yeah. But I I don't remember that. So tell us, 
tell us more about that because I mean I I have family all over California. You know, I'm, it's where I'm from actually, but I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. So educate us. Yeah. So the AB5 law uh, came out because of uh, Uber and Lyft. And over the course of people working for them, they were making pretty decent money. And then they started, you know, leeching off them a little bit more and they weren't making as much. So they they started lobbying for, you know, oh, you're telling us what to do. You're paying us this way. We want to be considered employees now. That way they could start getting health insurance and all that kind of stuff. So they lobbied it here and started in California and they passed it. And basically what they said is uh, between the difference between an independent contractor and employee is, you know, you can't set a schedule for an independent contractor. And if you do, they are deemed now an employee and you have to do that. There's like three different steps, uh, but they pretty much basically mean you can't tell the person what to do and set their schedule. Then the AB5 law came in because of the Uber and Lyft and said, okay, now there's a fourth rule. And all that is okay, the first three, but if your person does the same thing as what your business entails, you're an, you're an employee, cannot be an independent contractor. And what they did was basically screw over every single salon owner. Uh, trucking companies work that way too. Uh, private gyms like mine were basically a personal trainer cannot be a personal trainer independent at a personal training gym, which was exactly my setup. And a yoga or Pilates person couldn't be an independent if they worked at a Pilates or yoga spot. Now, a yoga person could come over to my gym, and now we're different, it would be okay, but that's not how we were all set up. So with one law, they wiped all of us out. And uh, the funny thing is, two years later, the Uber and Lyft had enough money to lobby it and basically said, okay, we're changing it, and the AB5 law is still good, but now uh, gig workers are, are exempt. Which, which doesn't make sense because the whole reason this law even came into play was because of Uber and Lyft, and they somehow got out of, out of it and still wiped out the rest, all the rest of us. So we had salon owner clients, yoga clients that had their own uh, businesses that went out of business within that year. And uh, basically, I had to change the way I did my business as well. So we basically, you know, told this to all the trainers, and I lost a lot of trainers. And at that time, we were actually going to be bought out by another gym anyway, so I wasn't too worried about it. Um, and then, uh, lo and behold, COVID wiped out that new uh, that new business that was going to buy me out, and so then I lost everything. <laughs> so now I've got a gym by myself with no trainers, and uh, I still, you know, started running boot camps and all that and brought it back up. Um, and that's when I really started pushing the online stuff. A lot of people did, and let's talk really briefly about the gig gig economy because, look, any legislature, wherever they live, they're going to find a way to screw you. I don't like the government. I don't like what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't like the bills that they pass. I don't care where you live. They're going to get in your pocket, and that's really what it's about. It's power and pocket, and they, you know, the, they'll think or they'll at least say that they're trying to do something that's really good for you. We're going to help you. Just wait for it. It's just not going to work out oh, the yeah. way they say it is. So so what is no. happening, and that's my, my baby rant there, I just don't like anything governments do. I don't trust them. I think they do far more damage than they, you know, they 
say they're doing good things. They're not. They're just not. But I do, now that you're talking about this, I remember it a bit, uh, but the gig economy, now they're doing their level best to get into anybody who is a, a contractor and get into those pockets. It's all, follow the money. Yeah. Just follow the money. So Yeah, and that's, you, that's the whole reason. Like, so doing now, um, basically we kind of had a, you know, uh, figured out a loophole per se um, at our, our last gym. And basically my partners had a real estate business. That's what they did on the side. And so basically we just said, okay, our, that gym has offices and everything. This is not a gym anymore. It's a real estate office. And it just happens to have a gym, so they're going to rent space to trainers because they don't do the same thing, real estate to trainers. And now that's the loophole that the place is running of. Um, still, Smart. you know, just with, with – yeah. But still, with all the stuff going on, it was still a better play to start moving to the online world anyway. So I actually only work there about two days a week, and I've since left that gym. I'm, I'm just a personal trainer now. I let my partners run it. And then I went full on to uh, podcasting and online training, which is just way more scalable. You know, this, you can get your message out there just so easy nowadays. And it's just more fulfilling. That can help even more people. And that's kind of my niche of with all my injuries and everything. If you help in the over 40 crowd, you know, just fight the aging process because this is about the time where, you know, life starts not getting so fair and you're putting on more weight and you're doing more work and you're dieting even better. But, you know, it's still not the same as when you were in your 20s. So that's kind of and the, you're exhausted the theme of all the show. time. Yeah. But I like I like what you're saying about doing it online. As I said, I'm not, you know, more than two people as people eat. I have to go. I must go now. I don't dislike people. I'm only good you know, for 59 and three-quarter minutes, and then I really do have to go. I'm an introvert. I need to be left alone. But what yeah. you're talking about with online makes perfect sense to me. And, of course, you know, I live online. This is I do everything online. But it, it allows for people to, you know, log in, do their training when they want to. You know, some people, look, they don't sleep well. They may be logged in at 3 o'clock in the morning and doing whatever they do. Just as an example, I can't dance. And I, I really dislike the word can't. I normally just say I don't dance. Because I have no sense of, you know, I have no perception. I can't see anything <laughs> left or right. And I'm clumsy. And I know this. You know, I'm just not the most graceful person in the world. So I got an online dance thing, and I love it. And I may, I may log in two or three times a day, do a couple of things, and go, that's fine, I'll come back to it. But I do it when I want to. And that works for me, and I yeah. guess it works for your people as well. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, uh, you know, for for people who want the camaraderie and all that, that's that's totally fine, and that's kind of what the local gyms are for, and you know, studios and everything. And they even have online group classes that are similar to give you that experience. But like you said, for the people who just want that one-on-one, um, it, that's what online coaching is just all about. It's perfect, and and the scalability of it makes it inexpensive as well. So it's not like private training here in Orange County is uh, anywhere from like 70 to 100 bucks an hour session. Um, and I think for online, it you know, it's cut down to like 30, 35 bucks just because of the ease of it. You don't have the expenses of running a gym or paying rent. So 
So it's just if if you don't mind that experience of it, you know, the person's not there. It's just a computer, but the message is the same. We could still watch your form and, uh, you know, still still produce great results. Right. And these days with gas prices being what it is, I mean, that's got to factor into how many people are willing to drive whatever distance to get to their pay, you know, pay the price, get dressed, go drive. There's so many factors these days you have to say, is this worth it? But I don't want to give up my, my fitness level. So online sounds perfect to me. Yeah. And so, you know, besides the online training and building programs for people, kind of the theme of my, my show, Over 40 Fitness Hacks, was was more of, you know, I'm trying to find the over 40 crowd who have this issue. And, you know, even myself is going through this being over 40 of, you know, things are harder. you got to be just more efficient and, and targeted and, um, but without losing your social life. You know, I like having my fun on weekends, and I am not going to give it up, and I don't expect my clients to either. Um, you know, there's trainers out there that are hardcore, you know, you better do this diet or this, and they're very militant, or they won't even work with the client. You know, I'm not like that. I'm, I okay. understand that you know, they really do people that. need to enjoy their life. <laughs> your doctor won't even tell you. You're sitting there, and you're 100 pounds overweight. Your doctor is probably not going to say, you need to lose weight. I mean, because I don't think you can tell people what to do these days. We get a little testy about that. I do. Yeah. You would tell me what now? So, Back up. <laughs> so my 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 method is to to work with people. You know, there's no one size diet that fits all. I find out what's working for people. I don't like to mess with too much of their life. I just do little tweaks and hacks. That's what I call them. It's pretty much just tips on things they can just add and add and subtract to their current program without making it a big change. Uh, you know, no one likes big changes. Uh, the, the new, you, you know, we started off the show talking about the New Year's people. You know, it's, it's great that people get motivated. Okay, it's New Year's. You know, we, we're terrible from Thanksgiving all the way to, to New Year's Eve parties and all that, and, and now we're all focused on it. But that's such a bad way to do it because when you throw your all-out effort at something, and within two weeks, you don't really see too much results, and even after a month, which it does take time, you're not going to, then people just start falling apart. And then you see all the people who are back in the, you know, who are not back in the gym by February 1st. You know, it's just it's just a cycle that just keeps continuing. So it's better just to Constantly. build Even I know habits. that. Yeah. And I don't go to gym. I used to. I tried. I really did. And I hired a trainer, and she was sweet. We're still friends. I hated it. I can't begin to tell you how much I hated it. And, you know, and I would tell her, you're being mean to me, and she was. And she was like, Denise, what? My mama doesn't use that tone of voice with me. I mean, she was a great trainer, but it just wasn't for me. And I had to find a – I actually created a little gym in my house, in my garage. Unfortunately, you know, I only have one vehicle, so half of it's for the car, and half of it's my own little gym. But – but even doing that, I always find a reason not to actually go in there, especially in the summer. I live in the deep south. It, we have two seasons, hot and hotter in hell. Think about a garage in those seasons. I mean, you get out there and faint mm-hmm. after 10 minutes. So I've had oh, to find man. other ways. I mean, I still use, like right now, it's nice nice weather, and I'm out there using my little gym. But I walk the dog. You know, I do my little dance things in 
I'm so grateful that nobody is in the house watching me stumble around because I cannot dance. I really can't. And I'll be <laughs> laughing so hard at myself. She'll say, okay, this is the easy part. And I'm I'm arguing with the person, you know, it's like, no, 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 you're lying to me. But I keep doing it because it's fun and I get giggles out of it. So I guess my point is find something that works for you and keep on doing it. It, it took you a long time to get to where you are now. It's not going to get fixed in two weeks. We're just not magic. No. We think we are. We're not. And you know what? That's that's the most important thing. Not everyone likes working out. Not everyone likes running. You find something that you like, like you mentioned the dance, and go with that. But one of the biggest things is, and I think you were doing it, was having an accountability coach, someone like you were taking online dance lessons from, and, you know, ha- having that person, you know, however often you can afford or would desire, but at some point you need to check back in with that person because that's what holds you accountable. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, being over 40, we've got, you know, kids if you got them or family, responsibilities work, and it's just hard to get sucked back into that, ah, I just can't do it right now and just let everything go. So having some sense of accountability or a check-in with somebody is just absolutely huge. So... It really is. And when, like right now, I've been talking with a friend of mine, we're both feeling blah. It's, you know, it's the new year. I mean, we understand, I understand why people are saying, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym. I know better. I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. But I get why people get that that idea that, oh, I can do this, I'm going to go do this. But if you don't have somebody going, hey, did you go to the gym today or did you take the walk with the dog? And you're looking at the dog, and the dog's looking at you like, uh, "That's a good question. Are we going to go walk?" <laughs> <laughs> so you Poor do dog's have got to have the in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With me right now, it's my dog. She's looking at me. She's looking at the leash. She's looking at the door, and she's just guilting the heck out of me. So I go walk the dog. And once I'm out there, I'm like, "Okay, this is fun." But you know when I do it? Very early in the morning. I mean, before dawn. I go out really yeah. early, and then I'll go out again. I live in a very small neighborhood. It's safe as it can be. And we may go out at, you know, nine ten o'clock at night. But I go out in the dark because, you know, deep south, hot. So it's just yeah. I don't want to be out there in the sun at all, ever. But it works. But well, one of the, And yeah. I'll check in with my sister, who is also on her own She's had some health issues, and, you know, we'll kind of check in and say, okay, how are you doing with it? And if I have to kind of enumerate what I didn't do, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going right now. It does help. It really does. Yeah. And one of the best things, too, is if you can, doesn't, you know, it's not a, you know, thing that is 100% that you have to do, but if you can, doing that, workout or walk or whatever you like doing early in the morning because that's you're in a fasted state before you've had breakfast if you even have breakfast and it, it actually does produce better results getting that done before you have your first meal so that's awesome when you do that in the morning and that's kind of one of the one of my fitness hacks too is is you know f- fasting as long as you can in the morning and and get this work done whatever you're doing um you just you just you know less time of of eating, the more time you can fast and hold it off, the better. And, you know, since being over 40, you know, we need every little tip and trick just to, you know, keep you on track and, you know, producing results. 
Well, let's talk about that morning fast because I'm not a person who eats breakfast. I never did. I don't like it. I get hungry. I Actually, I eat one major meal a day. That's pretty much it. And normally it's around yeah. one-ish. I just don't get hungry or peckish until about, you know, not a little bit afternoon. And then I may have, you know, a healthy snack like walnuts or pecans. I've got pecan trees in the backyard. And I may have little little bits and pieces of snacks, but I really don't eat three meals a day. I never have. Is that normal? Is, yeah. you know, is that healthy? No, <laughs> I need to know. It, it, yeah. So it just kind of depends what your what your goals are, too. If you're, you know, if you're looking to build more muscle, which is a way of losing weight, you know, you raise your metabolic rate by building more muscle, then it's it's hard to eat just one meal and get all the protein you need in one day. If that's not your main goal and, you know, you just want to stay lean and, and and walk and dance and you're not eating that much you, and you can maintain a healthy weight, then it's great. Oh, you can have one meal a day. That's perfect. Um, but, like, going back to the, the fasting, that's one of the, the biggest things I can add to someone's program without touching anything else they're doing or telling them they can't eat this or drink that. Just do what you're doing, and it's called intermittent fasting. You're basically t- trying to take all their meals – and crunch it down into a time window. Usually start with about, you know, a 10 hour time window and then start whittling away at that. Um, And, you know, there's some people that medically they got to check with their doctor to make sure it's okay to do. Um, For some uh, females that can kind of screw up their uh, hormones a bit if they go down to like a six hour or four hour eating window, you know, you just kind of play with it, work with your doctor, but it sounds like you're already doing that. You've got yours scrunched into like a two, three hour window, um, which well, is great. I've done all and my life. Look, yeah. Breakfast to me yeah. is just gag. I can't, I don't even like to look at breakfast. I mean, no, I I've, hate breakfast foods. So I'm, oh I'm with you. It, that's just, well, what are y'all doing? And cereal, my brother loved cereal. Yeah. I like to read. He <laughs> liked the cereal. So I would take the box and read the box while he was eating the cereal. I just, breakfast has <laughs> never torture. been my yeah, – so we were sharing the cereal, yeah. but I wasn't eating. To me, honestly, if you're going to go to the grocery store and if you're just bypassing the, the produce section, and fortunately, living where I do, we have a lot of fresh produce, fresh seafood. In fact, I had shrimp for, for my meal yesterday, fresh shrimp. But And we're really lucky with that, but – if you wander from there where the healthy food is, the fresh food, the crisp, you know, healthy grown food, and you go over to the other side of the grocery store, to me, the brighter the packaging is, the less nutrition it has. You might as well just lick the box. There's no nutrition yep. inside that box as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. I mean, those those are what we call processed foods, anything that's in a box or, or, a, box or a bag. So you're exactly right. But um, so what we were talking, we're talking about tips and tricks for people over 40, you know, who, who refuse to give up their social life. And, you know, you're talking about intermittent fasting, which I'm aware of. I've, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing until it became kind of a new thing. I was like, well, I've already done that. Water. What is it with people and not wanting to drink water? I don't get that. Water is my favorite beverage. Yeah, and uh, that is a big one, and I've got clients who fight me tooth and nail on it. But, uh, you know, you just got to find something that they enjoy drinking that's water-based and not caffeine-based, um, you know. Or sugar-based. Or sugar-based. 
Yeah, but now they've got all these new stevia. Like I, I like I like a little flavor in my water as well. And you know, lemon usually does pretty good. Or I'll put a little bit of cayenne pepper in there actually. But even even now with like stevia, that's kind of a plant sugar. You know, we, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of research for a long time on that, but it seems to be very safe. So they have different flavored stevias that you can put in there. And that's what my uh, my mom is exactly what we we're talking about. Like she hates the taste of water. I'm like, what? That's life. How do you how do you not like water? And she drinks like a lot of tea, which has caffeine. It's more of a diuretic. So I have to really fight with her tooth on nail and finding something that she can kind of add to regular water that she'll drink. And you know, that's one of the things we found was like flavored stevia. And now now she'll you know I still don't think she gets. The, the exact amount she needs per day, but it's a lot better than before. But that's that's one thing we attack with clients right there. We got to find something that you can drink and, and like. And uh, you know, I, I like as soon as I wake up in, in the morning, I drink a 20 ounce glass of water. That's like for some people, that's more than what they drink in a whole day. So right. if you can't do that, right. then you need to have. Yeah, if you don't, if you can't do that, you need to have a system of bringing you know all these different bottles cool bottles and everything that have different things on them um, and can keep it cold, but having that and taking it with you to work or wherever you go so you can just slow sip on it throughout the day. Exactly. You know, another trick, and I've done this all my life, shower. When I'm in the shower, you know, I'm scrubbing everything. I'm relaxing. I take my showers hot enough to boil broccoli. Seriously, it's. I'm probably <laughs> going to peel the paint off of my shower, my entire bathroom at some point. Fortunately, it's big and it's got cathedral ceilings, so it's so far it's safe. But I'll drink water straight out of the stream that's coming at me, and it's hot water. Yeah. It's warm water. That's good for you as well, and you're not having to swallow all kinds of water if you really don't enjoy it. Just stick your face in there and take a couple sips while you're taking a shower. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I drink tap water. There's nothing wrong with that. I do too. I mean, like I drink out of the hose. Yeah. Are you kidding? I drink water wherever it is. I'm gonna drink it. I love water. You know, and I really like is well water. Go figure. Oh yeah, I mean, so well water and you know natural spring water if you can find it, or even bottled spring water is like kind of the best. Tap water, you know, who knows what the city's really putting in on it, but you, you know, usually it's pretty good, and the alkalinity of the water is good. What's not really good is like bottled water, bottled regular plastic water over time starts becoming more acidic, and uh, you know, my wife was a big person that was doing that and you know you could take for anyone that wants to check their alkalinity in their body you know you can go buy on amazon you know ph test strips that you just uh, put on your tongue and then you could see how acidic you are at that moment and uh between me and now, my wife i drink mean? tap water so go ahead for, uh, tell him, but the, your, then tell us what that means yeah so checking your alkalinity in your body there's a ph skill of you know acid on one end you know and uh, being very base on the other end. You can't be, it's not healthy to be on either end of that spectrum. You want to be kind of in the middle, a little bit more towards the base. So depending on the test strips you get, they kind of number it like one being, you know, just pure acid. And then as you go up the scale to like 10, 10 being real base, um, which is also dangerous and, you know, can, can hurt you that way too. Um, so you want to be on a scale of 1 to 10 on my test strips. You know, there's different test strips out there. But on mine, you want to be, uh, I think it's anywhere from 7 to 7.5 is the perfect kind of uh, alkalinity that your body wants to be. And so if you test your strips 
and you see that you're more acidic, you know, that's not good because, you know, cancer thrives in it. All these bad uh, hormonal processes can happen when your body's more acidic. So you need to push it more in the, the alkalinity, the base side. And w- ways to do that is, okay, what do you, a big one is w- which, what are you drinking? If you're drinking bottled water all the time and it's kind of older, it's more acidic. And you can test that with the same strips. So, you know, testing the tap water here in Huntington Beach, it's, it's perfect 7.4. And that's what I've been drinking the whole time. That's why I score better than my wife who's drinking bottled water. So we, we actually switched to a uh, sparkling. Yeah, we actually switched to a sparklet system, uh, and we kind of paid the extra money to get the mountain spring water because, you know, that has a electrolytes all built into it and all that. And, wow. bam, all of a sudden my wife is scoring uh, perfect numbers now. That's interesting because, again, living in the deep south, we have hurricanes. We have hurricane season six months a year along with hot, you know, hot and hotter in hell. Those are our seasons. That, you know, hurricane season is basically the mud season, which overlaps a lot of our year. But we, you know, we stock up. I mean, my garage, you know, if you get sick, you're going to get aspirin or Benadryl. That's it. But I've got toilet paper in there. I've got bottles of water. I've got cases of water. We stock up because we never know what our, you know, what's going to happen around here. But, and I didn't know this before talking to you. I guess it was just common sense. I'm constantly cycling those, you know, big old packs of water because I don't want them sitting out there too long. I worry about the plastic, you know, what's leaching out of the plastic into my water. And then I kind of do what you do. I'm drinking water all the time, but I'll rinse that bottle out once I'm through with it, and I'll keep using it for a couple of times. Then I toss it and I go on to the next one. Yep. And that's and that's a good thing you're cycling out that water and and you know you're, yeah. you're also you're also keeping that stuff you know in cases of emergency that's that's different once you're not in a you know in that zone of an emergency and life is good again then that's you know try not to drink bottled water try to find a different source or um, drinking you know mountain spring water that holds its alkalinity uh, better and usually they put that in glass bottles so oh, that, and I didn't that know also that. plays into what you just said yeah. So, you you know, knock out two birds with one stone. You're not getting the, the poison from the plastics over time, and you're getting the, the healthier mountain spring water. So something to think about. But, yeah, I, I just use sparklets. I couldn't believe they, they had the, the spring water. That's what we use now. Oh, be darn. Okay, so back to tips and tricks. So we are talking about intermittent fasting, which apparently I've done all my life without knowing what it was. And, yeah, you fall away from it sometimes. Look, in the South, we can cook. I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. I live right in the middle of Cajun country. If if it can be caught, it'll be cooked. That's just the way we live <laughs> down here. So be careful. In my mind, I, I just alligators. think gators. <laughs> we eat uh, alligators delicious. It really is. Yeah, I heard. Snails. I mean, I like snails. I eat crawfish. I eat a lot of shrimp. We eat oysters. We eat you know catfish. Don't give me beef. I don't really care for beef all that much unless it's in a hamburger. And even then, I'm like, eh pork I eat but you know it's just it's more do I like it or don't you know I'm not being fussy about it's just some foods I like and some I don't and that's just that's how I eat but I mean you know seeing that I am you know on an intermittent diet I'm it's just who I am and and I've always been this way but I do fall off of it you know I'll be somewhere and all of a sudden we're eating all day long because Cajuns do you know they cook they eat they drink you know coffee and then I realize it doesn't take but a day or two, and I feel like crap when I do that. I feel loggy, groggy, irritable, 
bloated. I don't I don't like doing that. So yep. you have to pay attention your to what your body is doing, you. don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a here's another uh, hack um, your audience can check out. You know, the typical American diet, you know, just being real high in sodium, people don't realize the other part of that, um, you know, your electrolytes that work together on your water balance is sodium and potassium. So people think, okay, i got to cut sodium out, but you actually have to look at your potassium too because potassium in your body, it's a mineral, it helps pull water into your cells. Sodium pulls water outside of the cells into your bloodstream, and it's what makes you you know, look bloated and, and feel bad. So, you know, someone just cutting down their sodium intake, you know, that's that's not enough. You need to be looking at your potassium intake. So one of the cool things with all those diet trackers out there that, you know, p- people may use, you know, they, 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 they look at uh, how many calories they're taking and how much protein, fat, and carbs they're taking. But a lot of times those trackers don't track minerals because they, they don't care. And some of the foods aren't required to put things like potassium or or vitamin C on it, you know. So a cool website to go to that everyone can check out, it's called eatthismuch.com. And what that shows is on every type of food on this planet, whether it's in raw form or cooked, it'll show you, in, and it matters. If it's cooked, sometimes the minerals and everything change. But you can see how much sodium, how much potassium, every single calcium, magnesium, vitamin, uh, of every single food product is on there, and you can make a little chart and just kind of play with it. Like on a normal day, this is what I normally eat. Obviously, we have bad weekends and stuff like that, but just do a normal day and do a chart and add it all up and really look at sodium and potassium. And I promise you, the typical American diet, sodium is going to be super high and potassium is going to be super low, and you need to switch those, and you will see incredible results just from doing that. Okay, give me that that. Um, website again? Yeah, it's called eatthismuch.com. Eat this much. I'm writing that down. And okay, just, and I just want some to... ideas for people. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, keep going. I was gonna say, just, yeah, just for people to know, like, well, where do I get potassium from? Just to, you know, you can Google all that, but just the biggest ones. And, you you know, for potassium, you've got to watch out. It's, it's dangerous to use, use supplements for that kind of stuff. Because um, you can mess with your your uh, your heart, and some people that overdose on potassium can throw themselves in cardiac arrest. But just a good simple thing is just Google the RDAs, the recommended daily allowance that's out there uh, in the medical field for all these different minerals, and then try to get it from natural food sources. So the things like highest in potassium are like coconut water, bananas, avocados, and then like the green leafy like kale, spinach, and and like Swiss chard or collard greens. I know you guys probably eat a lot of collard greens in the South, and that's huge. In Not if I can avoid it. That's just nasty. <laughs> Tastes like jerk. Hey, I thought it goes with all the crawdads and Cajun shrimp. I thought it was It does. One I don't touch it. <laughs> I like greens. I eat a lot of salads. I love kale. Collards, oh, just the smell of it. It's like smelling liver. I have to go now. It's nasty. <laughs> Well, at least you're getting the other thing. So that's why there's options in life. But, uh, yeah, for for kind of a fun, you know, test to do to yourself, you know, check it out for a day and, and go on that website and look, and you're like, oh, my God, my potassium is not even close to what the RDA is, and my sodium is off the chart. And that's why you feel kind of bloaty. You're holding water too much. 
And you make that switch uh, in like in a, less than a week, you'll see like a four or five pound drop off of just water if, if you're having that problem, which, you know, most Americans do. Well, see there, you still there? I was hitting yeah. buttons and I think I lost you there for a minute. You're talking about oh. sodium. I try to avoid going through drive through windows. I don't necessarily like my food handed to me. I don't know. Yeah. You know, what's going on back there, and I don't even know what the quality of the food is. But sometimes you just, you're just you tired, you're hungry, you've been out and about all day. And I made the mistake of going, you know, Taco Bell sounds good. I When I was a kid, I loved Taco Bell. Look, I the first bite of that taco, I actually had to pull my I was I was already in the parking lot. I pulled over, I parked, and I spit it out. And I fed my <laughs> meal to the cats behind the dumpster. It hurt my tongue. It was so salty. Yeah. And people are eating this stuff all the time. So I'm, And I'm just thinking that maybe going through too many fast food windows is where a lot of your, your sodium issues may be coming from. Yeah, well, that's how they preserve the food, how they, they add better taste, you know, and all those things. And, you know, once you kind of stay away from those kind of things, you know, normal food starts tasting better and everything. And then... When you do go to Taco Bell, you'll notice what what you just said that you've been clean for so long that having something like that actually is like a shock to your body. So it's it's telling you that we don't it doesn't want this. No, not a bit. And while we're talking about you know the the different minerals and supplements, I guess magnesium to me that's an important one. Yeah, so like magnesium and calcium kind of play a dance with each other. Um, calcium, you know, helps with you know, certain hormones, but mostly uh, also for, you know, bone health and magnesium is helps with stress, your cortisol levels, and magnesium actually helps calcium get into the bone. So you have to have both. And uh, you can also do that website and, and check out, you know, am I deficient in one of those? Um, and you may be. It's a little bit harder to be too far off on those two, especially if you're getting a good amount of, you know, either dairy or milk or or anything that has calcium in it. Uh, we seem to fortify a lot of our foods with calcium. But uh, you, you may be. So, you know, it would be a fun test to see how, how far off you are from those from your RDAs. Well, I take I do take magnesium. And the reason I do is because I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and my leg is cramping or something is cramping. It's almost always my thigh or a calf. I was like, well, son of a biscuit. I have to go in the shower at 3 o'clock in the morning, steam myself into, you know, some kind of calm, and then I, you know, take a magnesium gummy. <laughs> it's like, oh, forgot my magnesium. If I forget or if I'm not really good about getting magnesium in, I start to cramp up. Yeah, and, and that might be one of the things. If you did that little test, you might see, oh, I'm getting a lot of calcium, but then my ah. magnesium is... Next to nothing, and that's why you're having that happen, and that's why you're having to take that supplement. Gotcha. Well, I'm definitely going to go do that. Okay, so more tips and tricks for people over 40. We've talked about water. We've talked about, you know, different minerals that we all need. What What are the ones that you really find yourself helping people with that, you know, things that we probably knew or should know but didn't really pay attention to or didn't understand how important they are? Yeah, um, kind of like the biggest one is just kind of the one that, you know, I started my career with with personal training is, you know, personal trainers help you build muscle. 
and just kind of, you know, everyone knows that, but just a little bit more of the science, you know, building more lean muscle mass and, you know, a lot of uh, girls specifically will be like, well, I don't want to be bulky. You know, lean muscle mass is lean. It's very tiny and it's actually more contouring and aesthetically pleasing than, you know, fat. So don't worry about getting too big and you have to, the amount of food you have to eat to even get to the size they think you're going to look like, it's, it's almost impossible unless you're a full-time eater. So, you know, just scratching that off. Um, but raising your uh, your lean muscle mass increases your metabolic rate. We call it the BMR. It's a basal metabolic rate. And what that means is there's a certain amount of calories that your body burns, even if you were just to lay on the ground for an entire day and do nothing. Your body will still burn calories. And you can raise that number by putting more lean muscle mass on. So if that's what you're focusing on, at rest while you're sleeping, you'll be burning more calories than you were, you know, the previous weeks that you didn't have all that new muscle on. So in our career of being personal trainers, that's the one thing we really work for is build lean muscle muscle mass and watch our clients, you know, fat just fall off. And the other part caveat to that is, you know, to build more lean muscle mass, you also need the help of making sure you have a high-protein diet. And that's another struggle of, you know, fighting clients on getting enough of that. And if they can't find food sources or are unwilling to eat, then, you know, we have to use supplements like protein shakes. So, Well, when you say high protein, what foods are you recommending? Um, usually we recommend just, you know, the leaner the better, you know, fish, chicken, right. lean cuts of beef, all that. If And, you know, if they want to a little fattier that's that's okay you just have to watch now your fat intake for using oils and stuff like that um but protein shakes are just real easy especially you know for just as a blanket statement out there everyone's protein requirements are different but typically girls are usually in the 80 to 100 category and then guys are closer to the 120 to 180 grams of protein category and either one of them is so hard to hit um, even when you're trying without supplementing with like protein shakes, it's just it's just so hard. Really, there's not enough, I would have never not enough time of day to eat all this. <laughs> yeah, and I don't drink protein shakes. I mean, I've tried them, but to me, I, I guess my mindset is like, oh, I'll just do that if I'm in a hurry and I need, you know, I'm jumping in the car and I need something, so I'll keep it in my purse. But I, from what I I think you're saying that these are something you probably need as part of your daily life. Yeah, and, and you know, oh. Denise, going, going to your going to your scenario of the eating once once a day. Hopefully, you're trying to get enough protein in that one meal. But it's you know, if you Probably count how many not. calories you're eating, make, yeah, maybe like 25 to 30 grams in that one meal with those walnuts you mentioned. And if you're supposed to be, yeah. you know, it depends on your weight too. But if you're supposed to be closer to 80, you are far off. But like I said, you know, raising your BMR and lean muscle mass is not the only way to lose weight. It's, it's you know, for the people who want to go in that direction. You seem to have a healthy, healthy lifestyle. You're walking. You're doing a lot of activity. That makes, yeah. And and you don't like working out. So, that we you know, we don't have to go that route. <laughs> well, and you listen as a web developer, and that's my job job. You know, I do this podcast because mm-hmm. I love it. But for work, I own my own digital agency, and I'm constantly in a chair, constantly. I live in my office, so I have to find, and I figured this out early on, I've got to find ways to move. 
because I'll be sitting here looking at code, and all of a sudden, I thought, oh, geez, everything hurts. I get up and yeah. move. <laughs> so, you know, I've had to find ways to just stay healthy while being, in many ways, sedentary. And I don't watch TV. Oh. I don't like TV. But I like to code. I like to build websites. I like to, you know, work with social media clients. That requires me to be in front of a computer monitor a lot. So I have to find a way to to stay healthy and, and move. Without. Right now I've got a, a vibration plate underneath my desk. I've got my feet on it. I have that thing going all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's, that's a huge thing for, you know, a lot more people uh, are doing remote work or by the computer. Even myself, like I mentioned, I'm doing more online training and podcasting now. And uh, I can only sit down and do this for so many hours per day and especially with the lower back uh, problems that I've had, I, I can't sit down for that long. So a lot of desk workers will know the, the lower back pains because you can't sit in this position forever. You know, your muscles get too weak um, and you'll start feeling the pain. So you need to get up and move. Uh, for myself, I actually sit on like one of those donuts, um, you know, a cushy little donut thing for the chair just to help take the pressure off the sacrum. So that's always a, right. a thing that people can that can do, or just get one of those standing standing uh, desk setups where you have the option to sit down or stand, and everything's right there at perfect level for your hands. So those are those I tried. Are the, they are, and I, I know a lot of people that use this. Some years ago, I tried the ball chair. I fell right off of yeah. it. In the middle of a podcast, I slipped right off of it, and <laughs> fortunately, I was able to hit the mute button before I went down because I was laughing my butt off. <laughs> I was like, oh, jeez. It's a good thing this is not video because I was flat out on my back and my cat was like, you okay, Mom? No. (laughs) Nobody knew because they didn't hear it, but it was kind of funny. My veterinary office has that now. They needed it. I took it over there. It's like, y'all, here. I went in there There one day and the girl behind the desk had the ball, but she didn't have the chair. Well, I had the chair, didn't have the ball. I said, here, marriage made in heaven. And then I realized that she was pregnant, and I didn't want her falling off of that stupid ball. So, you know, there you go. Listen, we've only got about a minute or so, so is there anything – this was really fun. It went fast, and thank you so much for all of the information. Is there any other tips, tricks that you really need to share with people before I let you go? Um, Just uh, I would think of, you know – Another thing to, you know, try out that intermittent fasting if you think that's something you might want to try. And then also, you know, detoxing is a, is a big deal. You know, just over the over 40 crowd, you know, we've, we've been on this planet for a long time with all its toxins and everything. Um, checking out different, like, detox cleanses, you know, you don't have to do it for a super long time, just maybe a day or two. And just the benefit you get from just giving your mostly your liver just a break because your liver processes everything you put in your body and it, it has a great potential to rejuvenate itself, but you got to give it time. So fasting helps, you know, off, off those horrible weekends or parties and then also adding some detox in. Um, and I've got, I've got certain methods to detox or you can just kind of Google it or go to anyone, your doctor or something for, for any suggestions. But, you know, there's, there's liquids and, powders and things you can do to to add to detox that liver and give your body a a better chance, you know, to uh, boost its metabolic uh, capabilities. So i just like to leave your audience with that. Yeah. Are you familiar with the lemonade cleanse? 
Yeah, the it's, it's like lemonade, cayenne pepper. Yes. A couple things that one you know the good yeah. maple syrup, you know the kind you not the yep. garbage that you put on your pancakes. I drink that all the time. But then I live yeah. in the south and I like cayenne pepper. I love it. It's I've oh, got yeah. some in the fridge all the time. So listen, before I let you go, where can people find you? Where can they find information about what you do? Where can they, you know, join you? Yeah, thank you. Um my website is uh over40fitnesshacks.com and that's uh 40 the numbers. And uh same thing for my podcast Over 40 Fitness Hacks on, you know, iTunes, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, it should be everywhere. And uh always in the show notes are my contact information, my uh email and uh you can just reach out from there if you're interested. Excellent. Brad, this has been delightful. I've really enjoyed it because, listen, we all need to be healthier. We want to be healthier. And not everybody has the time, the wherewithal, or even the cash to go into a gym. And this is a good time to start talking about, it's always a good time, to talk about your personal health and how you feel. And listen, if you're headachy all the time, your back hurts, you're doing something wrong. It can be fixed for the most part. So that's what I'm hearing from you. So thank you so much, Brad. It's been wonderful speaking with you, and I thank you for all of the terrific tips and advice that you shared with our audience. And to the audience, I recommend that you go find Brad. Look at his his podcast. Look at what he's doing online. And you know, check in with him and say, hey, hi, I heard you on your partner in Success Radio. Which reminds me, before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes, Stitcher, Apple. We are everywhere, anywhere you consume your business podcasts. The truth is you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So find us and take us along on your success journey. Brad, again, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for letting me be on your show. And I uh, hope uh, we kind of, you know, some of your audience may maybe spark to to get something done because you don't have to be in pain or miserable for the you know the remainder of your life. There is ways to fix it. I agree. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab. 